On today's Locked On Thunder, we're going to dive into the rotations, the defense, Baisley, Derek Favors, Jeremiah Robinson, Lou Dort, and also get you set for tonight's game at home against the Golden State Warriors. What did the head coach have to say about this Lou Dort versus Steph Curry matchup? What will be a fascinating go at it to watch all night long. Lou Dort and Steph Curry go at it defensively for Lou Dort, trying to lock up the best shooter of all time. How will that go in round number two between those two players? All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teens every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show. We are going to dive into the preview against the Golden State Warriors tonight, but also recap more of this weekend. Talk about the rotations, the defense, how the Thunder are starting to solve that defense. And of course, the headline tonight being Lou Dort versus Steph Curry. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices with a partial recovery need, rockauto.com. And thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning because we're here for you every single day. So there's a lot of different ways to start today's show. And of course, let's just go ahead into it. We're going to be bouncing around here from game to game. So we'll specify that as we get into today's episode. But number one with the Bullets, Lou Dort. I mean, Lou Dort passes a thousand career points this weekend. Uh, He had some great finishes at the rim. He did go only one for six from the the three-point land on Sunday's game. 13 points, three assists, four rebounds of steal, and a few highlight-level plays uh, that went viral on Twitter. And again, you, you know that I've beat this point up, but it is, it's worth remembering and it's worth bringing up again. It's hard to make highlights from Twitter that are just you bullying somebody. And it's just you being more physical and locking somebody down. It's not a simple block at the rim. It's just you frustrating somebody so bad that it, like, everyone would, would enjoy watching it. It's not just that quick instant block at the rim the way that Joel Embiid blocked Baisley at the rim, for example. Lou Dort has that it factor defensively. So he went viral with that this weekend, as, again, as he's known to do. One of the best defenders in the NBA. Uh, had a nice couple finishes at the, at the rim, which I've been saying all offseason long. If Lou Dort can begin to finish at the rim better and at a higher clip and, and at a higher percentage than his dreadful 51% from last year, then he overhauls his entire game. If Lou Dort can become a respectable finisher with his good free throws uh, percentages, with his good three-point percentage, with his elite defense, it changes the way you view Lou Dort as a basketball player. So that's kind of the main storyline to follow along with Lou Dort this season is that finishing. And so far, so good. It's early. We're two games in, about to be three games in. But so far, so good. I mean, we are three games in. About to be four games in, it's it's been... Uh, 
math is not very fun for me. But anyway, you know, it, it is early, but still very good for Ludwig's finishing. Now tonight, he goes up against Steph Curry. And Mark alluded to this, so I wonder if they're kind of playing this aspect up to Lou Dort, you know, kind of telling it to Lou Dort. That way Lou Dort gets more fired up for this game than he normally is because you know he's a fiery competitor. Uh, Lou Dort, Mark said today after practice, and he he told us in the media that Lou Dort going up against Steph Curry didn't get to do it his rookie year, obviously, because Curry was hurt his rookie year, but then the one time they played his rookie year, Lou Dort was with the Blues. Either Steph Curry was hurt or Lou was not in the NBA, and that's how they kept missing each other in his rookie year. Last year, they only went up against, against each other once. And Steph Curry, as Mark said, got the better of Lou Dort last year in their one matchup. And Lou Dort does not get got twice, typically. Now, this is an opponent where if Steph Curry comes out tonight and blitzes in six uh, you know, three-pointers, eight, seven, 23 points. No one would be surprised. Well, 20 would be surprising, but, but you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, you know, three pointers would not be surprising in order who's guarding him. He's Steph Curry. He's the best in the world at that. But still, you got to put some money or some belief that Lou Dort will respond and break down. How can I find this edge defensively? And there might not be an edge against Steph Curry. Like there just might not be a way to defend him, but it'll be fun watching Lou Dort kind of try to throw that counter punch. Because Steph landed the first blow. So watching that dynamic tonight will be one of the most important things to watch for. And, and by important, I just mean one of the most fun, interesting things to watch for in this isolated game. But I am fascinated by that. Ludwig's finishing and also how they match up with Steph Curry and how they kind of scheme around Steph Curry. Because this is not scheming for a guy like Joel Embiid or a guy like Christian Wood or a guy like anyone, anyone like that, like a big the Thunder have a big. This is Steph Curry. They have a lot of switchable defenders that they like on the perimeter. And then you have this elite guy in Lou Dort. How do they scheme against Steph Curry? And how does Lou Dort go against Steph Curry? That's kind of my big thing for today and for this matchup. And we'll be reviewing that and diving into that all tomorrow, obviously. But it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Now, the rotation, a lot of you have griped with the rotation. Two games in. And the context is there where you have guys five through 17, as Mark put it, that are marginally different. The Thunderhead coach is telling you, which is very rare, that the organization views guys five through 17 on their roster as pretty much the same value of player. And what that results in is as a fan base, you and I as a fan base is left sitting here picking out our favorites of those players because there's an argument for all of them. There's an argument for guys one through 17 on this roster, you know, and five through 17 specifically on this roster to be getting more minutes than they're getting right now. And so it becomes picking your favorite child at that point. And so that creates some difficulties and that's kind of the negative of having having everyone healthy and everyone at your disposal right now. And so to lighten that or to ease that the thunder have sent Vint Critchie, and Aaron Wiggins and Paulson Jr. to the Blue. Once the Blue start training camp right now, they'll play their first game next Friday. Uh, they'll, they'll be in action. And there, there's a whole explanation for this out there. It's not a demotion. It's the big thing that came out today after practice. It's about putting guys in different roles. And I think what was fascinating was the explanation on, it's not just sheer raw minutes that they're going to get. It's not just like, hey, we want Aaron Wiggins to play 20 minutes. 
and he cannot play 20 minutes at the, at the Thunder level, so let's put him at 20 minutes with the Blue. It's not just that. It's we want Aaron Wiggins to be, for example, and this is not a, a true thing that we, we know yet, but let's just say we want Aaron Wiggins to be somebody who has the ball in his hands because we're going to go to this positionless, positionless style of basketball. We're going to go to this style where you know everyone needs to be able to run the break and everyone needs to be able to play make, and Wiggins can't do that quite yet. So instead of giving him 20 minutes in general, which we could do at the, at the NBA level, he's good enough to play NBA basketball. He's a, he's a good defender, a good three-point shooter. There's a role for him in the NBA right now today. But instead of giving him that complimentary role and boxing him into that, let's give him those 20 minutes with the blue, not an emotion, but a change in roles of now at the blue level. He goes from, say, player number 10 or player number 11 or 13 to player number one or two at the worst. And that just changes your whole identity as a player and your whole assignment as a player, responsibilities as a player. So those 20 minutes now have 20 additional responsibilities with the blue than with the thunder. So it's an interesting way that they view that as well uh, of the organization kind of shifting the, the notion of it's not just finding minutes on a spreadsheet. It's finding minutes within the role that we want these players to improve on. And so that's why you might see guys like Pokashevsky, who we all know is a part of what the Thunder are trying to do in the future, or Tim Albon, or Ty Jerome. There's people like that who, have, who you feel like have solidified themselves as NBA players be with the blue. Because it's not a one-to-one thing of either in the NBA or the G League. It's a, it's a overall role thing. It's an overall philosophy thing of what the player's going to be asked to do that night. And the biggest thing of why I haven't been uh, somebody who's questioned the rotations a ton is because it's a give and take, right? You can say that Muscala and Favors are old and shouldn't play. You should rather play Isaiah Roby and uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Darius Baisley and Pukoshevsky. Okay, but if you if you think that way, you then can't also be the person complaining about the two blowout losses. Because the only reason this team was in that game on Sunday was because of the stability that Favors brought in the mid-range game in that unit and the ability that Muscala brought with spacing the floor and being a good player whenever he was in the game as well on Sunday. So it's a give and take there. It, it made the games closer. It made the games more competitive and fun to watch at the cost of minutes for young players. So it's a, you can see where there's almost a no-win scenario, and it just comes down to personal preference, where you're not right, I'm not right, Mark's not right, nobody's right. It's just a matter of preference. Do you prefer to stay in games and sacrifice a few minutes for young players, or do you want all the young player minutes and you want to get blown up by 20 points every single night? And there's an argument for each side, and it's up to the eye of the beholder to decide which is kind of the, the right thing to do in their mind. So we'll talk more about the defense on this team, Darius Baisley, and preview tonight's Warriors game all coming up. But first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at DirecTV Stream. DirecTV, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another device that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sport highlights on your phone, you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together 
is called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part is there's no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Directtv.com. Directv Stream. Listen, a lot of you right now don't know how to access Bali Sports Oklahoma to watch your Thunder play. A way to do that is Directv Stream. The choice package on Directv Stream lets you watch Bali Sports Oklahoma. So make sure you go and check that out. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Make sure that you're following me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles for all the updates on the Thunder. And also, I want to give a big thank you for making us your first listen every single morning. We hear for you every single day talking Thunder basketball. So subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Like, comment, subscribe anywhere that you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. It's all free. Every platform's free. Go subscribe, go like, go review on all the platforms, including YouTube. Right here, Locked On Thunder Podcast, Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every single, every single day, including your Oklahoma City Thunder single day. And for your second listen of the day after this is over, go check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd, the host of the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, will get you set today on what to do with your fantasy team. So let's talk about this game in general. And to put a bow on the Philadelphia game before we move into uh, just kind of the in general thoughts on the team, the Philadelphia game, it was a perfect game to watch because you never felt like the Thunder would win. So if you're somebody who, you know, wants Thunder to lose, 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 and get the draft pick higher and higher and higher and higher, obviously everyone wants that. The organization wants that. And it never felt like the Thunder would actually win that game. But the Thunder did throw counter punches every single time. And the Philadelphia 76ers had the Thunder at an arm's length the whole game. But whenever they tried to extend the arm and really Heisman you into the ground, it didn't work. They just had that same leveled arm's length. It was a perfect game. Obviously, the roster flaws haunted them. That's going to happen against big guys like Joel Embiid, obviously, and then you're helping off of guys like Seth Curry, and Seth Curry is going for a monster first quarter and a monster game. That's just what you're signing up for this year with this roster. That's just going to what you have to live with. Uh, but against Philadelphia, the difference was just the simple fact that Philadelphia shot 41% from three, the Thunder shot 25%. Philadelphia got five more rebounds, five more blocks, and then they shot better also at the free, at the free throw line by two percentage points. That's your ball game. I mean, that is your ball game. And it goes back to with how young this team is uh, and the current roster construction, they're going to have to play perfect basketball to win basketball games. And you're not going to have that happen very often. You're just not. That's not something that you can expect. Now, let's talk about... Darius Baisley. I've been very impressed with Baisley this season. Um, you know that I've been a big Baisley advocate since taking over this podcast right before the bubble. And after the bubble was at all-time high for Baisley. And last year was a bit of a step back. And then this year, make or break type season where you need to see what is Baisley long-term. Is he in that group of like organizational pillars? Or is he in the group of, we like him, but if you got to trade somebody to get somebody, that's a nice sweetener to throw in there. 
It's, it's, it's somebody you can easily move off of as you're overturning this roster with three more first round picks this year and cycling through young players again and again and again. And so far, so good for Baisley. He's been much more aggressive. He's been put in better spots. Remember, this offseason, I've told you, last year for Baisley, it was not all about Baisley. I understand the disappointment from Baisley last year, and, you know, the, the disappointment in Baisley last year, but he was also not put in great spots. He cannot be relegated to just standing in the corner. That's not his game. It will never be his game. And it was never supposed to be his game. And this year, he's relocating off ball more, cutting off ball more, attacking the defense more. He's doing all that more without the ball in his hands. And the key here is he's also been given the green light to run in transition with the ball in his hands after he ends the defensive possession. When he gets the rebound, when he collects a loose ball, he's able just to go, go down the floor. For his size, he's a good dribbler. He's a good passer. And that means he's a good playmaker for his size. And he is so athletic and has a a knack for getting to the rim that you want him running your break if he's the one that just so happens to end the possession. You don't want him waiting for a guard. And we've seen spurts where that results in some of the best flow in transition for the Thunder this year. So all these things rack up to Baisley playing a lot better this year, but the biggest part has been his aggressiveness. And on Sunday, he had eight points, seven rebounds, two assists, two blocks. It was a, a good night from Baisley. He tried to dunk on Joel Embiid, which I wouldn't advise, but it was a good night from Baisley nonetheless. I mean, so far, so good. It's kind of just the, the general thought you can put on there. Now, Jeremiah Robinson Earl was equally as impressive so far this year. And his ability to pick and pop, pick and roll, space the floor for the guards is so important. And having that ability, I think, above Roby right now, if you're gonna have to, if you're gonna just sit back and grade those two players, I think you would grade out Jerry as a better pick and roll partner, pick and pop partner, partner and a better four spacer in general than, than Isaiah Roby. I would say that at worst he's on par with Roby defensively, uh, and and maybe in certain aspects as a as an edge up in things like switchability and uh, ability to just understand angles better than, than Roby. I think at this point, again, very early for Jerry, so. Well, that one is kind of up in the air for debate. He goes for five points, four rebounds, only one foul and two turnovers. One was a fumbled type pass, which happens to most bigs. Obviously, it happens to Roby a lot as well. Uh, and he was also the first off the bench against Philadelphia, and Roby didn't play. Now, again, don't look too much in the rotations, which we're still so early on. But it's clear that Jerry has a respect of his coach and his peers on the team. And so with the Thunder wanting to go small, how does he and Roby complement each other? And how do they space out the depth? How do they create depth for each other and for that position group of that small ball five? I think the base would be a really good small ball five. I think they should try that out at some point. I don't know if it's a if it's a thing where the Thunder don't want him to play small ball five, or maybe he doesn't want to play small ball five, or what the deal is there. But when you're creating these small ball five lineups, I think Bays is a great small ball five option. I think he could be even better than both these two guys at small ball five. Even. So there's a lot of talent there for Jerry. I love Jerry's game, though. That's the bottom line. And Jerry would, would climb up my, my pecking order right now. Like he, he, every game he plays, from the summer league to the preseason to regular season, he has inched his way towards that top of the list of guys on this team who I think are going to be here when the Thunder try to win a championship. And that's what it's all about. The storylines are nice. 
Watching Moses Brown last last year was nice when he had those 2020 games. But at the end of the day, this is all about who's going to survive. Who's going to survive in advance? And who's going to be on this team when they're actually trying? And Jerry's quickly climbing the ladder of guys at that top of the line that you know for sure will be here. And that's crazy to say this early in the season, but it goes to show how mature his game is and how ready he came into the league. And that's a credit I think, to, Vill- to Villanova as well. Uh, absolutely it is. Coming up, we'll talk more about the defense, Derek Favors, and preview the Warriors game. But first, I want to say right now, our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is back and better than ever. It has a new website and interface with the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for basketball and football action. You can go there right now, betonline.ag, and receive a 50% welcome bonus your first deposit. Maybe use our code locked on. So that's betonline.ag. Let me tell you right now, I'm, I'm typing in betonline.ag right now on my, on my web browser. I'm going to show you how quickly you can get the odds for the Thunder tonight. So betonline.ag, sports, basketball, NBA. Let's see here, NBA basketball games. And right here, the Thunder Warriors. The Thunder are plus nine at home against the Warriors. The over-under is set at 224 points. We'll see how we bet later on this episode, but that's what you can get at betterline.ag tonight, right now, at betterline.ag, using the code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Let's see right now. They're good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts for all the parts your car will ever need. The best part to me about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. Not a single thing. But I don't have to know about cars. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, effort, or money on parts I cannot use, parts you do not need. It's very efficient. It's very simple. It's great. RockAuto.com, amazing selection. Reliably low prices on the parts your car will need. RockAuto.com. We are back. Unlocked on Thunder Podcast, Unlocked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Now, thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day. Make sure you subscribe on all your podcasting platforms for free. Now go check out Locked on NBA today. Go see what's happening around the NBA and around the association. That's also for all your platforms, including on YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Thunder, Locked on NBA, all that fun stuff. Let's talk about Derek Favors. Played good against Philadelphia. Six points, five rebounds, a steal, an assist, uh, three of six shooting. It was a typical Derek Favors game. He had a few bad games. You knew it wouldn't last. He's a veteran. And again, it's like I said yesterday, if those those bad games happen in March, nobody cares. Nobody pays attention. Nobody even knows about it. If a tree falls in the forest type of thing. So Favors is back to being his old ways. Now, as we get into this to this preview um, a little bit, Favors is out tonight for rest against the Warriors. And then we already mentioned Vit, Aaron Wiggins, and Paul Watson Jr. are out tonight because they're with the Blue uh, training camp. It's the second game at home for the Thunder. The Thunder is still looking for that first win of the season. And the Warriors are also healthy, but we don't know if uh, Andre Godala will play. So on, Andre Godala is the only player who might not play in this contest. Now, 
here's what to watch for. We alluded to it before, but the defense against Steph Curry, including Lou Dort and Steph Curry going one-on-one together, that'll be a lot of fun. But also, the defense picking their poison. And I've said this a lot. The Thunder have put themselves in a disadvantage with their roster construction and, at the rim and in the paint. You have to live with that now. You've made your bed at this point lie in it. You cannot compound the problem by also giving up open threes and open looks at the rim. Because if you do those two things, it's almost like you're doing nothing on the floor. Even though we know that they're not doing nothing. It just looks that way whenever you make the wrong decisions, make the wrong rotations. So how do they pick their poison better? They did a much, 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 much better job at this against Philadelphia in the second half especially. However, even when they make the right rotations and, and defend the perimeter very well, they also can't get rebounds because they're no longer helping down low. So that's, that's another reason why they help. They help down low to try to double the big man and kind of make them feel uncomfortable and, and contest the big shots because they don't have a big to do it, but also the team rebound. Because if Roby, for example, which is a small ball five, can't defend Jokic one-on-one, no one expects him to. Since he can't, he also can't really box him out one-on-one. It has to be a team effort to make sure you keep him off the glass. And so when you're not helping down low, you defend the perimeter, but you don't end possessions. Find ways to end possessions tonight against the Warriors. We interesting to me on how the defense plays. I'm very fascinated by that. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson, will he start tonight? Or will PSA Roby? In the preseason, Mark started Favors, Roby, Jerry. So far this year, he started Favors, Roby, Favors. Will it be back to Jerry tonight? Will it be back to Roby tonight? Roby did not play on Sunday. We'll see what happens there. Obviously, Roby has to play tonight. I don't know why he didn't play Sunday. He was healthy, available, good to go. Just didn't crack in the rotation. Uh, I don't know what that was about. Again, it just goes back to what we talked about at the top of the show where there's just too many chefs in the kitchen, so to say. There's too many people to get minutes to. And now there's not. Now you've eliminated three players in terms of Vitt, Wiggins, and Watson and a fourth player in Derek Favors. So it gets a little easier to find those minutes. And so Roby will be on the floor tonight. You can almost be assured of it. Do they start him? Do they bring him off the bench? That's a fascinating thing to watch for. Doesn't mean a whole lot, but it does matter a little bit. Now, the two things individually besides that is SGA building off that second half of the of the game on Sunday. We played very well. And Josh Giddy's aggressiveness. Josh Giddy kind of found his rhythm and found his pace against Philadelphia. Attacking the rim downhill, being more assertive. Can he build on that against Golden State? And can he kind of bring that same consistency? That's a big part of development is finding out how to maintain and then how to grow and maintain again. We'll see how they do that as well. Now, keys of the game, limit turnovers, make threes, but while still taking good percentage shots, the Warriors are going to blitz in threes. There's going to be times where the Thunder are down 10, 11, 15 points, and you cannot get all that back in one play. And the Thunder roster is not built to get that back in like three plays or four plays or five plays. They're going to have to still take good shots. Now, you got to make threes. you got to make your threes, but you cannot just hunt them and jack them up because the Warriors are going on a run or else you're going to bury yourself. So how do you balance that rush to get threes to get back into the game while not taking bad threes? Whenever you take your threes, make your threes. 
That'll keep you in this game a bit. And then how do you defend Steph? Do you let Steph beat you and just say, well, we'll, we'll let Steph beat us and we'll defend everything else? Do you throw the kitchen sink at Steph? Well, what do you do with Steph? Do you just leave Lou Dort one-on-one and just see what happens? Because that might be a, a, a developmental plan for Dort where sink or swim for Dort against one of the best in the world and give him something to watch and learn from and explore of, okay, why is Steph getting better than me here or there on these clips, right? So who knows? This is about development, not about winning. So do you just throw Dort on there and, and see what happens? Maybe, maybe that's the plan for Steph. Who knows? I'm over three on better days. I've gone with the Thunder every single time. <sighs> I'm doing it again. Thunder plus nine at home against the Warriors. Moneyball pick, which is who leaves the Thunder and three pointers made tonight, I think would be Lou Dort. So I've got Lou Dort, Moneyball. I've got Thunder plus nine. Tell me what you've got on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. If you're not on Twitter, you can tell me uh, LFThunderPod at gmail.com. Now, I want to thank you again for listening to today's show, subscribing for free on all your platforms, including on YouTube. And tomorrow, we'll be back here to recap this Warriors game because we're here for you every single day. How exciting is that? So subscribe for free on all your platforms. And now that the show is over, go check out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Show with Josh Lloyd, getting you set for all of your games tonight, setting your lineups for you, making sure you're having the prime team that can go win your league. Until tomorrow, when we recap this game, on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every single day, be good and be good to one another.